Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. So we're just kind of here in the middle and uh, well, not even quite to the middle yet. But Revelation chapter number seven, I'm going to read just a couple verses of scripture and then we'll try to pick up where we left off uh, last week. Amen. Wasn't the spirit of the Lord? The spirit of the Lord was very rich in here on Sunday uh, morning and night. And be thankful unto him. Amen for that and appreciative of that. Amen. It's good to see the different ones that have uh, come out to bear with the weather. Amen. And we are entering into that. I even don't like to say it, but we're entering into that season of time of sickness and such. And so uh, we're going to pray shields of protection around about our families and so on and so forth and use wisdom in that uh, in your own families as we approach uh, that time of year. Amen. That the Lord will just smile upon us, hopefully. Amen with that. Nevertheless, uh, there's only, there is a sickness unto death and there's... Uh, uh, you know, hopefully whatever goes on this winter won't be none of those. Amen. Hallelujah. Revelation 7, uh, verse number 4, uh, starting here tonight. And I might need help up there uh, this evening uh, for some reason, whatever the reason may be. I might need help. Or you have, might have to push down on that receiver up there for some reason, that little black box on the edge. I'm sorry, folks, technical difficulties. Just got to love them sometimes. And my son had this right before church. And Lord only knows what he has done uh, with it. Do, would you advance me just a slide or we just might have to skip that altogether? Revelation chapter number 7. Amen. I'm being honest with you. I had to repent a lot up here while song service was going on. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. God bless those children. Their heritage from the Lord. That's what scripture says and I keep telling myself that sometimes. Their heritage from the Lord. Amen. I don't know what's going on. Hallelujah. You just have to help me this evening. The Bible says, And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Verse 9, I want to read, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people, and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their Hands. We are continuing tonight talking about who shall be able uh, to stand. This is part 6b, and we are basically chapter 7 answering the question that was left in chapter number 6 in the 6th seal when they asked who shall be able to stand. And we have been uh, trying to answer that through chapter number 7. Let's go to the Lord in prayer that he would help us tonight in understanding. Father, I come to you tonight. I'm grateful, Lord Jesus, God, for this opportunity to be here. I pray, O oh Lord, you would grant us understanding, Lord Jesus, tonight. God, speak and minister, Lord, to our spirits. Speak and minister, Lord Jesus, to our souls. Lord, this evening, let the majesty of God just rest upon our lives. Lord, give us direction. Lord, and we'll thank you and we'll praise you, Lord, for what you accomplish and do. Lord Jesus, in this place, in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be uh, seated here this evening. We talked last week just a little bit about the 144,000 that uh, were sealed with the seal of the living God. 
And uh, we understand if you were to go a few chapters over to Revelation chapter 14, it goes on to uh, speak about those that were sealed. And it speaks a little bit about their character and their integrity. It speaks about how these 144,000 or those that have been sealed are uh, blameless and that they have a sense of purity about them, that these are uh, Jews that will not... Uh, compromise and I personally believe that many of these uh, Jews will be those that will accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah uh, as we know that a large group of the community of Jews uh, of even today's world uh, are still looking for the Messiah many of them don't even believe whenever Christ came up on the earth that Messiah ever came but uh, that's going to change through a process and even has changed uh, through the years and through a process of time, If you can go to my next slide, just a little uh, insight here for us uh, from the JewishIsraelNing.com. Uh, current estimates, this is the current estimates of the number of Messianic uh, Jews, uh, Jews that proclaim that they believe in Jesus. According to Charisma Magazine, October 29th of 2013, they said today the latest reports estimate only almost 20,150 congregations in the land and they're speaking of their homeland Israel uh, while globally the reports range as high as 300,000 Messianic Jewish believers and uh, these stats go all the way back to the year 1999 and over the years if you look at each stat from year to year those numbers have intensified and they are steadily increasing so what are you saying uh, uh, Pastor McGee I'm saying well if there is to be someday uh, during the time of tribulation of 144,000 sealed uh, there is a number that are messianic Jews that believe at least Jesus uh, to be the Messiah or you have some type of belief in Jesus when we talk about the 144,000 we have seen at different times uh, in Revelation is a number a literal number or not please just back that up until I tell you to advance is a number a literal number or not 144,000 and there's nothing uh, to indicate to you and I that this 144,000 is not a literal number as far as we know and as far as I know I'll take it as a literal number for that matter we see contrasted in this very chapter Revelation 7 that there is a definite number as it would be 144,000 Jews it is that's being contrasted with a number that no man can number a definite number contrasted with a indefinite number this 144,000 and I kind of uh, brought the veil up just a little bit last week but the 144,000 is not the church there are some that portray that the 144,000 that are sealed are the church but that is not so as a matter of fact, uh, a big premise for, and I, I usually just don't lay out, you know, other denominations or names, but a big premise for the Jehovah Witness is that the 144,000 is the church, and that's all the church consists of. But the 144,000 is not the church, because according to verse number 4 of Revelation 7, the Bible tells us who these are of. They are of all the tribes of the children of Israel. And that denotes to you and I then that they are without doubt Jewish people. They are Jews. They are 12,000 as it's described in Revelation 7. 12,000 that is from each tribe. It's said today, at least from the resources and the sources that I gathered, it's said today that none of the Jews know for sure their tribal association. 
They don't know if they're of Dan or they don't know if they're of uh, Asher. They don't know of their tribal association. They say a lot of that was uh, lost back in 70 AD with uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. And so people sometimes conjure the idea, well, how in the world are there going to be 12,000 from each of the tribes in that day and hour? Well, you know what? Uh, Even if I didn't know my name, God knows my name. And so although they might know, may not know their lineage all the way back to their Jewish tribe, God knows which tribe they belong to. And although they have been dispersed for years among the nations at different places and parts, God knows who they belong to. Not only that, God knows which ones are to receive his protection during that time to come. Because as we viewed last week, that seal was more than just a seal upon them, but it aids as a means of protection. As we see later in the book of Revelation, he tells them to go forth and don't hurt this and don't hurt that and don't hurt those with the seal, but you can get anybody that does not have the seal of God uh, that's in them. Uh, from another uh, religious man today John MacArthur he states God knows and this is just a quote up there you might not be able to read it God knows who belongs to him and God knows how if he chooses to protect them in the destruction that he brought in the flood he knew how to protect the eight people that he wanted to protect in the destruction that came in the city of Jericho he knew how to protect the one woman he wanted to protect Rahab in the destruction that came to Sodom and Gomorrah which was massive and wholesale he knew how to protect the family he wanted to protect that's the family of Lot and when he set about to devastate destroy and slaughter in the land of Egypt he knew how to protect those he wanted to protect there as well God knows who he wants to protect and that has been the history of God amen all throughout the ages whenever you look if you can go up, up in the next slide whenever you look at the several the, the listing of the tribes in Revelation chapter number 7 you look at this listing because this is not the only place the 12 tribes are ever listed in Scripture. Uh, you look throughout the Old Testament and you see on several occasions, numerous times, that the tribes are listed in Scripture. And whenever you look at them, they're not always listed the same way. They're not always listed in the same order. Nor does it usually have all the same tribes whenever you see all the different listing of the tribes. Usually in the listing of the tribes, there's usually 12 that are are enumerated there. However, something that we need to consider, and you just go on to the next slide if you don't mind, that Joseph... Joseph, there were a couple of tribes that came in Joseph's stead. He had some grandchildren, Manasseh and Ephraim, and he took them and they became tribes of Israel. The scripture speaks to us concerning them. And whenever we consider Levi, Levi a lot of times through all the different listing of the tribes, you don't see them because they were set aside unto the Lord. They weren't given allocation of land. Their portion was the Lord. And so you don't see them many times throughout uh, the scripture. So usually we have Levi that's eliminated and, and you usually see Manasseh and Ephraim many times in the stead of Joseph. But whenever you come to Revelation chapter 7, the enumerating of these tribes, going to the next one, we have listed uh, Dan and Ephraim are not included in the 12 tribes. Everything above that line is what you see in Revelation chapter 7. And Dan and Ephraim is left out. They're not enumerated in those tribes. They're not part of the tribes that 12,000 is taken out of. Now, I want to say something tonight because we already spoke. We, we went... Folks, we have been together for 23 weeks in the book of Daniel. We've already been through several weeks in the book of Revelation, okay? And there's something we're talking about where we talk about Revelation, especially from this point forward. We're talking about things that still 
to come and to happen that's in front of us. And whenever we talk about that, there's only certain things that we know that Scripture lets us know. Outside of that, we can give you possibilities with how certain things line up, but at best they're possibilities. Because 10 years ago, people gave possibilities of certain things lined up, and now 10 years later, they've changed their ideas concerning it because there's become other world events and enlightenments that's either proved this wrong or proved that right. All right? Okay. So whenever, I, whenever we're about ready to walk through this second part of, of Revelation chapter number 7, you got to realize I'm going to just kind of throw out... What I'm saying is this. You're still going to leave with questions about Revelation chapter 7 tonight. All right? Okay, I know, and let me back up. There's a lot of people that say, well, this is the way it is, and, it, and there's a lot of times they have some really good answers, but they have no concrete proof of Scripture upon Scripture that says this is exactly how it is, all right? So you're going to have to be comfortable with being able to leave with still having questions. This is part of our faith in God, part of our faith, amen, in His Word. But whenever we look at Dan and Ephraim left out, people want to answer the question, why was Dan and Ephraim left out? There's a very favored there's a very favored, I'll, I'll use the terminology like that, a very favored possibility why they may be left out. Deuteronomy, next slide, if you will. Deuteronomy 29 and verse number 18. The Bible states these words, and we'll just run through these till 21, all right? Lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. 19, and it come to pass when he heareth the words of this curse that he bless himself in his heart saying, I shall have peace though I walk in the imagination of my heart to add drunkenness to thirst. Verse 20, the Lord will not spare him. All right? Verse 18 says, if there's a man, woman, family, or tribe that serves other gods, he comes to verse 20 in this, this, this list here, the Lord will not spare him. But then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy shall smoke against that man and all the curses that are written in this book shall lie upon him and the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven and the Lord shall separate him into evil out of all the tribes of Israel according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the law. And so the law of the Old Testament Deuteronomy was stating any tribe that practiced idolatry or went after false gods among Israel would be blotted out. I'm giving you a favored possibility, all right? Why a possibility? Why Dan and Ephraim are, may not be included? In 1 Kings, go on to the next one. In 1 Kings 12, we read of someone by the name of Jeroboam. Jeroboam, he did not want the people going to Jerusalem to worship and serving God. So he made worship convenient for them. The Bible says that he put up two golden calves. One was stationed at Dan and one was stationed at Bethel. He wanted to make worship convenient for them. So they could just go to Dan and worship, although it was a golden image, and to Bethel and worship a golden image. He did this. Consequently, one that was located in Dan, the place of Dan is actually in the land that belongs to the tribe of Dan. Bethel was actually within the area that belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. Amen. Hosea, even speaking of Ephraim, said that, that Ephraim is joined to idols, let him alone. So the favored possibility or the favored explanation is that neither of these tribes are listed in the book of Revelation 7 is because they joined themselves to idols and were blotted out. 
that's a favored possibility. However, folks, I just got to get down on ground level and just do some general reasoning, all right? Some general reasoning. For one, if Dan and Ephraim are blotted out because of going after idolatry and false gods, let me tell you something. Israel, at times, the whole nation went after false gods and went after false idols and done wrongly in the sight of God. And so I don't necessarily always follow the favored possibility. General reasoning for me is this. It could very well be possible, and again, this is just a possibility, but it very well could be possible that the tribes of Dan and Ephraim at that moment in time in the future may simply be excluded because there will be none in their tribes at that time worthy to be sealed. It could be just that simple. There could be nobody blameless enough or pure enough as they're described in Revelation 14 to receive that seal from their tribe and from their people. Now, please don't go out here and say, this is the way Brother McGee said and this is the way it is. I'm telling you, this is a possibility. Uh, if you're wanting some hard fast, let's go to the book of Acts, okay? But we're talking about Revelation. All right? Amen. Is everybody with me? Amen. So there could be a possibility, amen, that they just might not be blameless of that particular tribe or purity of that particular people. Amen. I, I don't know any other reason why they may or may not, although there's probably several floating out there. A lot of people have done some contrivances on the tribe of Dan and really got far-fetched with it. But just, folks, just trust God for his word. And again, for one thing is this, I don't plan on being here whenever that's all taking place anyhow. All right? Uh, the, 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 the Jews and tribulation of that is by large what we've tried to state through and through has been largely a Jewish amen thing God's last ditch effort to put them in alignment with him now this 144,000 144,000 now listen again we're just, we're just surveying some possibilities here if you'll remember we've kind of looked at a little bit of a parallel between the Olivet Discourse of Matthew 24 and some of the happenings already that's taken place in the seals of the book of Revelation. The 144,000, there are some uh, that take the notion that the 144,000 Jews that are sealed will be witnesses in the earth during the days of tribulation. Along with, as Revelation says, the two witnesses that come from the Lord, they believe the 144,000 will be witnesses in the earth. They believe that they will perhaps, their mission will be to preach the gospel of the kingdom uh, to the remaining Jews or even Gentiles for that matter that's on the earth. There, here's two scriptures. These two scriptures, and I'll just tell you, these two scriptures, oftentimes I use personally, if I can just be honest with you, these two scriptures oftentimes I have used concerning the rapture. But after reading them and studying, I understand that perhaps they might apply to whenever Christ comes back to set up his millennial reign upon the earth. Matthew 24 and verse 13, the Bible says, and you've heard this, you've heard this thing quoted all the time, have you not? But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And then the scripture says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. I've always applied that to rapture, but there could be a possibility that maybe that even applies to whenever Christ sets up his millennial reign upon the earth. Amen. He that endures to the end, that we, we could say in this terminology, endures till the second coming, 
those that go through uh, the, 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 the tribulation, the great tribulation, uh, that second portion of scripture of people that's having their garments in white. Here is the question that I ask us tonight is that could those that are witnesses uh, unto all nations that is spoken of in Matthew 24 and verse 14, could those that are witnesses unto all nations, could it be those 144,000 Jews that are heralding the gospel of the kingdom during the, during the time of the tribulation. Perhaps it could, perhaps it couldn't. You're going to have to really bear with me with going home with questions uh, here tonight. It's only after that this, the end or the second coming would happen if that was the case. Because here, folks, listen, and I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. And if you do, I'll pat you on the back and shake your hand tonight with a smile. Amen. I don't know if whenever the rapture of the church takes place, every single individual in the entire world will have heard the gospel. I don't know. I don't know if every single individual in the entire world will have heard the gospel. We're sending missionaries out. Every organization I know is sending missionaries out as much as we can, as fast as we can. But there are a lot of countries, remote areas, that are still largely unevangelized with the truth of the Bible as we know it. Okay? So I don't know if when the rapture takes place, there'll be some people that have never had an opportunity to hear the gospel message. I'm just trying to get you to think right now, okay? I don't know that. Amen. If, there, if, there, if there's places that it has not reached, could it be that there would be a group of people 144,000 pure and blameless that the Lord has sealed that has believed now in him as the Messiah to propagate the message from my understanding the Jewish people and this is just from reading from the Jewish people are very very equipped and very very knowledgeable in multiple languages all throughout their sectors they have a good good handle on language and so like today we got to teach language to American missionaries and that takes time to equip them and to send them Jews because they are very have good handle on language in a moment they could be dispersed to various areas because they have been dispersed in various areas and they have adopted several languages beyond the Hebrew language would be able to evangelize if you will the world and get it to sectors in places where it otherwise may have not went. This is according, and I, I'm bringing, I'm going to state some things just from different people tonight just to stir up our minds. According to Pastor Raymond Woodward, the United Pentecostal Church in Canada, he says this concerning the gospel of the kingdom that's spoken of in Matthew, if you'll go on. He says, the gospel of the kingdom, and he gives scripture reference, and you might be able to see that and might not. It was preached primarily to the Jews when Jesus was on the earth and we see that we see Jesus constantly telling his disciples beforehand uh, to the lost house of Israel the message was taken that was his goal that was his priority first and foremost uh, the vastly different the gospel of the kingdom is vastly different he says uh, from the gospel of the good news that the New Testament church preached where we talk about the gospel uh, the church we talk about the gospel as the apostle Paul and Peter spoke of it we read in Corinthians it concerns the death the burial and the resurrection 
of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. But the gospel of the kingdom in that hour prior to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ was constantly a message of repentance and remission of sins. That was the message that was on the lips of John the Baptist. That was the message that was upon the lips of Jesus Christ. John, it even, he says, it was preached from the time of John the Baptist until the rejection of Christ by the Jews. They're constantly preaching this message of repentance and remission of sins. According to Brother Woodward, he says it will be preached again by the 144,000 sealed Jews during the tribulation and millennium. So Brother Woodward believes that those will be witnesses and they will have the message that was the same message prior to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. A message of repentance and a message of remission of sins that they'll preach during that hour and that day. Again, has the gospel been preached to the entire world? I don't know. Will it be preached to the entire world before the rapture takes place? I don't know. Will every individual have heard about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ before the rapture? I don't know. Will there be people in existence that never had opportunity to hear the gospel message as we know it? I don't know. There could be. Whenever we read in Revelation 7, verses 7 through 19, it is describing a different group than the 144,000. The 144,000, the 12,000 from each tribe because it speaks of them as being a, a number or a group that no man can number we're talking about a different group here this group is described as standing before the throne they're described a little different than the 24 elders that we uh, viewed as being representative of the church in revelation 4 who were seated on the thrones uh, these that are standing before the throne the bible describes them as having palms in their hands i know that scripture says that. i can tell you that for sure okay it says they have palms in their hands uh, they don't have harps or golden vials as those in Revelation 5. It doesn't speak, at least it's silent on, it doesn't say anything about them having crowns on their heads as those that had crowns in Revelation chapter number 4. For that matter, John is there and the elder kind of speaks to him and they're kind of talking there. And John, as we see in verses 13 and 14, one of the elders answered unto me, and I'll just read it, it's not up there. One of the elders answered, saying unto me, John is saying, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, sir, thou knowest. So it's almost as though John did not even know who they were. This number that no man could number. They're spoken of, and this is just something to consider, but they're spoken of through here as being servants of God. And so some believe that this number that no man can number, these that are, uh, have white robes on at this particular time in the book of Revelation may not be the church because servants are not the bride of Christ, all right? One's wife isn't his servant, he says. So it may be that this is not the church that is being spoken of right here. If you can do the next slide. Bishop M.L. Walls in Medora, Indiana, he states this. This is the words that he says. He says, contrary to the opinion of some, he said, there will be many who will be saved during the dark days of tribulation. He said, God has never had a period of time in which men could not be saved if they would only obey his word and will. Now think with me here for a moment. I know I see faces that are scrunched together and, and so on and so forth. People outside of the church age, from Pentecost to rapture, salvation for them is different than what salvation was for us. Because he had not died, buried, resurrected. His spirit had not yet 
come into the earth and actually be able to indwell people. All right? What it was for Abraham and Daniel is different than what it is for Paul McGee and Zach McGee. Abraham and Daniel didn't have the privilege of being filled with the Spirit. Different dispensation of time. Okay? We live in the church age dispensation. We have opened us. We can not only have the Spirit be with us, but be in us. All right? That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. It came inside of us. Just talking out loud. Can I think out loud? You'll be all right if I let you in my brain tonight. I know, it could get messy. All right. But if when the rapture takes place, remember, the only thing that's keeping back the wicked one, according to the Thessalonians, is that the restrainer is there. Whenever he is removed, then the wicked one shall be revealed. All right. And I've told you that whenever the rapture takes place, that spirit that is resident inside of the church, whenever that spirit that is resident inside of the church is gone. Remember, the gates of hell cannot prevail. The Lord said, his church. And whenever that spirit inside of the church and the church is gone, I'm just posing this as a possibility, okay? Listen with me. And some even suspect this, but we have no concrete evidence, folks, okay? And we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to deal with the idea of there being sometimes no concrete evidence. But some suspect, could it be that it will revert back to a time of the spirit interacting with mankind and humanity as it did before there was ever a Pentecost happening of God once again being able to walk with man but not getting in man. Church age is over. His spirit inside the church is gone. And it speaks of in Matthew 24 then these witnesses and the preaching now back to the gospel of the kingdom. That's taking place. Could it be? I don't know. Maybe it will be. Will it be a period of time then where people no longer be moved in by the Spirit, but once again moved on by the Spirit? Amen. And so some suspect that there will be people saved during the tribulation. But if they are, they are saved by responding to the gospel of the kingdom. All right? Uh, And if you look at the Scripture, many of them are going to be martyred. They're going to die for the cause. And you see that throughout uh, New Testament terminology. People in the gospel of the kingdom, there's people that gave their lives for that gospel of the kingdom message. Now, here's the thing. So, Brother McGee, you're telling me that if I don't get it right before the rapture, I got a second chance. You're telling me that I can do whatever I want and if rapture comes and goes, then during the tribulation, I can give my head uh, for the cause of Christ and it's all good and fine. Well, let me tell you, that type of mentality is highly overrated. Because listen, folks, if you can't live for God now with his spirit being upon this earth, living inside of you, having the grace and the mercy and the compassion that's present in this age, it's likely you won't be able to live for him when judgment is being poured out. Furthermore, if you go on the next quote by Bishop Walls, he says, in fact, if you have opportunity to live for God now and you refuse to, he says, it's not likely that you'll even be given the chance to give your head and be saved in that day. 
And I follow that up with this concerning Scripture. Go on to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verse 10. The Bible says, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, look now, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Leaven. And for this cause, since they didn't receive a love for the truth, that they would be saved. For this cause, God shall send them, who? Those that did not receive the love of the truth, will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Verse number 12, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, this is just Paul McGee right here, all right? Telling you right now, this is Paul McGee. I believe that absolutely applies to end time. That if you do not receive the love of the truth, the infilling of the Spirit in this age, the church age, which you have opportunity, the, the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ has been extended to you, but you want to continue to live in your unrighteousness and all this stuff, that the day then that the church is gone and the rapture takes place, God will send you a strong delusion. Even by means of the Antichrist, if you want to call it, he'll send you a strong delusion and a lie, and your soul will be damned and all will be damned that believe not truth what are you saying this is just is just me this is my opinion but if you don't do it while you have the chance in the church age you're not given a second chance during the tribulation well how could there be people saved in the tribulation there's going to be people born in the tribulation there'll be people born in the tribulation that never had the opportunity to hear the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So they're living under a time frame that might possibly be the gospel of the kingdom preaching and whatever that response is, whatever the network or chemistry is of that, that will deem them, then I guess, their robes being white. All right? Giving their head, if you will, for the cause of Christ in that moment. But that's thinking that we can just flippantly do whatever and honey, we'll just wait till we get our second breath or second back I'm sorry, according to 2 Thessalonians, I do not believe that's possible. Don't be throwing your dice against that wall. And for that matter, we've, I've always, you know, we've always tried to come to a certain understanding around here, I think, that you know what? It's always, whatever it is in church life, Christian life, you're a whole lot better playing it safe than trying to play the risk line. Living for God, people want to, they want to walk the line of risk. You want to walk, you really, you really want to do that. You really want to walk the risk where perchance something could happen. You could lose it. It's not, you understand what I'm saying. You really want to put into the equation risk. No, not me. Just put me wherever safety is. And if safety is further inward, I'll go as far inward as I need to do in order to be safe, in order to uh, uh, ensure that whenever the trump sounds, there's a quickening of this mortal body. Someone say amen. Because Thessalonians, if you don't receive a love for the truth during the days before that rapture, before the revealing of that son of perdition, then a strong delusion will be sent to you. You'll believe a lie that all might be damned that believe not the truth. And so tonight, just for, again, storing up our minds, a recap here, just a little recap here this evening. 
Will this gospel reach the whole world before the rapture? I don't know. That is every nation, every country, every city, every person prior to the rapture. I don't know. But if there's people during this age that we're living in that's heard the salvation message and reject it, I believe they'll believe a lie. Amen. And if living during the tribulation times, they'll perish in their unrighteousness or they'll even maybe take the mark of the beast because they'll be leaving a lie. Amen. Others born perhaps during that time of tribulation, people who may have never had opportunity to hear the gospel message like you and I heard the gospel message. Again, maybe their approach with this message of the gospel of the kingdom, maybe the witnesses are the two witnesses in the book of Revelation, or maybe it's one of the 144,000 sealed Jews that are going to be out there. Regardless, this message then at some point in time is going to reach the whole world. I do know that. At some point in time before there's a new heaven and new earth, this message is going to reach the whole world. Whether the end is the rapture, Matthew 24, or whether the end is the second coming of Christ setting up his millennial reign upon this earth, it's going to reach everybody before it's said and done. And the Bible speaks of this group in Revelation 7 as a number that no man can number as coming out of great tribulation. I talked to Bishop extensively today on this lesson tonight. And he said that whenever he looked at that, he said one thing, he had a hard time as that being anything, maybe sometimes but the church because a number no man can number that's quite a few people and so I'm just kind of throwing bishops uh, concept and idea in there for you as well again is this the church I don't know but it very may well be uh, some tribulation saints uh, that's brought out of the Bible says they came out of great tribulation the Bible even speaks in verse number 16 that they shall hunger no more if you remember some of the seals we went through there was famine wasn't there so they're not going to hunger no more they shall thirst no more the sun shall not light on them we'll get later into some of the, the, the vials that there will be a time that the sun will scorch men the Bible speaks of uh, these very possibly could be people that's went through some of that junk Amen. Boring during that time, but see who God is. And through the gospel of the kingdom, they will be, if you will, endure through all that, be saved. Endure through all that and be taken. Not had the opportunity that you and I have had. And the very last verse of chapter number seven, that God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes. So they've evidently been going through something that's been very heart-wrenching. It's caused a lot of grief, a lot of sorrow. They have endured something that's brought grief into their lives. And so if you can just go to the last slide, and I'm going to try to capture this up. The question was from the sixth seal, who shall be able to stand? Number one, we know very confidently, 144,000 Jews sealed by the angel that had the seal of the living God in his hand that Revelations 14 says that they didn't compromise they kept themselves pure amen without uh, without air they're, they're blameless but they evidently are going to be able to stand during that time and God's seal is a means of protection for them during that time of tribulation possibly I do number two as a possibly some tribulation saints that refuse the mark of the beast and all the pernicious ways of that time period, period believing upon the gospel of the kingdom to the full extent of whatever that is, I don't know. I wasn't alive whenever Christ walked up on the earth and they, John the Baptist was teaching all that. I only know what I get from the Bible. But possibly maybe some of them that was preached in that dispensation, amen, will be able to reach uh, being saved and have robes that are white during that time period as well.
Now, I said all that tonight to let you go home with big question marks. And I told you from the very start of this that if you thought we was going to enter the book of Revelation where we get in, you never have another question again. Well, welcome to reality. Amen. Again, we are on this side of fulfillment. We're on this side of fulfillment. You want to talk to me? You want to talk to me about the plagues in Egypt and all that? I'm talking to you about that. You know why? It already happened. But we're talking about stuff still ahead of us. So we only see glimpses and we see tones and we see this and we see that. And we can only talk about really what we know. Everything else we can just throw out there as possibilities. And I know that's frustrating with some of you sitting on the pew. Because some people like hard fast answers. But welcome to prophecy. Of things that have not yet come to pass. If you'll stand with me tonight. I hope everybody's all right. If not, you will be. Even Bishop and I, when we're talking today, we are talking about some views and opinions that were maybe even 10 years ago and how those altered and changed because what revelation is the unveiling. The Bible says it's the, un, or the word itself means the unveiling. Unveiling, I-N-G, indicates process. Uh-huh. So there's a constantly a unveiling. As the years go on, as we live this life, as we get closer to the culmination, the end, we're going to have a better understanding as we get closer and closer. And those in that hour will have the best understanding of all. They're going to know exactly what that meant and what that meant that went with that and said and done over and out. Amen. And I told Bishop today, I said, you know, it's quite puzzling to me. And this don't have to go on the tape. I'm just rambling, okay? But uh, it's quite interesting to me. And I don't know why it just dawned on me today, Brother Mason, because from about Revelation 5 or so or 6 on is a lot about things that are ahead of us, about things that the church should not be involved in. And I, I understand to a certain degree why the world at large is so interested in that. But I ask myself, I wonder sometimes, because we had quite a few whenever I did a survey, one revelation, why is the church so enamored with something that isn't even going to concern them or shouldn't concern them? But we're going through it, and we'll be made better by it. We'll have a working knowledge, if you will, of these things. And maybe we'll be able to help others, as I said before, to help turn their hearts you know, toward the right direction and share the gospel of this message now today and that they act upon it while they have the chance. And here's the thing, folks. Whenever that, that opportunity's been extended and the people have rejected that, man, that is, such a, whew, that is such a heavy burden and load really for anybody to carry to have this extended to them and then just to turn away from it and not want to embrace it and say, that's all right, I don't want to know anything about that. Amen. It might not mean much now, so it would seem, but it'll mean a whole lot whenever the trump sounds and thereafter. Amen. Hallelujah. If we bow our heads this evening, thank you for being attentive. Thank you. thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.